0: This is May 25th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Welcome back to the Bruins beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great week, a great day, uh, as good as the Bruins. Now, advanced to the second round, beat the Capitals in five games. Shout out Connor Ryan, who's on today's episode for getting that right. For getting that right, I would never normally give so much props to someone for getting a serious prediction right if it's like six or seven games, especially seven because it's like the that's the easy one. But when you can, when you seriously write down on the record, predict five and get it right. That's worth the recognition. That's worth it. He deserves it. But in this episode, we talk about how did the Bruins beat the Caps in five? Because beating a team in five games means you pretty much manhandled them. And the Bruins did that a little, kind of. Felt close for a lot of the series, though, so we get into all that in this episode. We also get into who the Bruins should want to play next, the Islanders or the Penguins. And there's reasons to like both. There's reasons to hate both matchups. And we get into that. Uh, We really weren't even really sure... On who we wanted out of the two. Because it is so difficult to pick. They're so different. We get into that in today's episode. Before we get into all that though. Bet Online is still the fastest and easiest way. To bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. And you can track all the action. At Bet Online. Get all the latest news. Odds and info for all your sporting needs. Including MLB. The NBA playoffs. NHL playoffs. And all your UFC MMA action. If you're feeling like the Red Sox might win the World Series. Now's the time to bet. Feeling like the Celtics might upset the Nets. Time to bet. Feeling like the Bruins have a chance at that Stanley Cup? I think it's time to go to Online. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything, and I mean anything, you can imagine. BetOnline, as you covered, for all the news, scores, and odds, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up before the next pitch, or the next puck drop, or the next tip-off. Head over to BetOnline on your laptop or your mobile device and take advantage of the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, code CLNS50. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. Don't want to be left out of that at all. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up?
1: Evan, doing swell. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Went to the gym for the first time this morning in a long time. Uh, back home from college, real- stepped on the scale. realized I wasn't that much more than I normally am, but I was like, you know, I'm feeling it around my stomach. I was like, you know, this isn't... I-, I definitely have not been eating well and treating my body well over the past couple months. So I said, yeah, I got to jump back into the gym. First time I've been there since 2020 because of... or since... Yeah, early 2020 because of COVID. So it felt weird to be back in like a gym area. It was like, damn. And then doing it with the mask. It is tough. Not easy to work out with a mask.
1: It is quite the adjustment, but, but God speed in your endeavors.
0: Oh yes. Gonna be, you're gonna be showing up to the Stanley Cup jacked. You know how it is. Of um, course. anyways, anyways, into, uh, Bruins news, uh, the Bruins beat the Capitals, uh, Sunday night, beat them in five. You were correct. You were correct. And I'm glad people are pointing it out on Twitter because I don't think people understand, you know, when you do predictions, First of all, they're mostly wrong. It's hard to be right with a lot of these. But second off, when you actually guess that a series is going to go short, and it does, it is incredibly uh, rare. Again, like most people say, you know, team in seven. I said Bruins in six because I was like, I want to be edgy, but not too edgy. But you were like, no, yes. oh. you dove in. You're like Bruins in five. So uh, Godspeed to you, sir, for for being right. I think now we need to really listen to you for the Penguin or for whatever, who the Bruins play next, which we'll get to later in the episode. First of all, I want to deal with why the beat the, the Bruins beat the Caps in five. There's a lot of reasons, and I know we'll go over all of them. But I think one of the biggest was uh, Tuka Rask got better as this series went along. Game one, he was a little shaky. Game two, he was solid. Three, better. Four, better. Five, maybe the best he's looked all year. That's not good for other teams.
1: No. <laughs> No, not at all. I mean, I think it was, uh, Bruin Stats, who's obviously a great follow on Twitter for anyone who wants, uh, great insight. Uh, I think tweeted after, after game five that I'm pretty sure Rass expected, uh, you know, goals saved. I think, I think was the stat maybe every single game I think went up as it went on. I mean, obviously look at just the eye test and you know, you finish with 40 saves and 41 shots. Of course, so that's going to be a, a great kind of stamp on a great series for a goaltender, but um, yeah, no, as you said, I think Rask every single game got better and better and I mean, even if you look back on this series and the goals that he let up, I mean, how many of them w- was he beat clean? You know, you really didn't have one you didn't have any goals like uh like Bergeron's first goal against Samsonov in game five where you're like, oh, oh, okay, well, you can't have that. But even then, you know, weren't any, you know, like uh a one timer or a uh you know, a, a shot from the slaughter or any great A ice, you know, there wasn't anything like that. I mean maybe Wilson's snipe, you know, a few of those, like I'm, I'm struggling to think of chances where it wasn't a deflection or, you know, Ovechkin's power play goal in game four, you know, bounces off Brennan Kahlo. Like that there, there was ver- rarely a time where Rash was beat clean in the series. And again, when you look at the the Bruins and the way they matched up against the Capitals and how much of a mismatch it was, especially just in terms of defense, in terms of how the Capitals were going to have their hands full containing both the Bergeron line and the Krejci line. When you also have a guy in net and rasp that's getting better and better, that's locked in, that's, you know, tracking the puck well. Yeah, it makes a series like this almost insurmountable if you're the Capitals because that mismatch is just so, so severe in net.
0: Yeah, and and he looks so locked in. You really look, I mean, you look at the way he's playing and, you know, the, the save on Sheary in game five, he's locked in. Like, I, I really believe this is a postseason where you're going to see Tuka Rast carrying the Bruins in a lot of different areas, which, again, you need out of your goaltender, but I think he's going to really be showing it uh, in the upcoming series. Speaking of top players, I think, in general, your top players played like your top players. You had two really good Offensive lines, your fourth line played pretty well. Your third line was okay. You know, DeBrusk had some early goals. Um, and then your top defenseman played like their top defenseman, you know, Charlie McAvoy was incredible this series. And and and, and every, adv- and this is advanced stat, the eye test. I mean, after game four, he led. I was going through a natural stature, kind of just refreshing every category. Nice. He led in like every single one, almost. Um, and obviously, yeah, they'd played more games than um, other teams, but there were other teams with the same amount of games with guys way down the leaderboard. So um, it just uh, all around a really good series for them. And, and you know, you look at, you know, the the stats right now, David Pasternak, uh, you know, he was shaky to start. He got a lot better. Um, what, what does this mean, though? Does this continue?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot uh, of positives to build off of. I mean, and you kind of look at the overall numbers, and yes, you know, David Posternak led the the Bruins in scoring, which if maybe you looked at his game in games one or two, you're probably like, you know, how did he get to this point? But he got more confident as the series went on. I mean, I think you look at that highlight real goal he had in game five where he just, you know uh you know Deeks out Dowd, you know reads a, a a man-to-man defense that the capitals had and just exposed it you know had nick jensen watching you know as he went and tucked that past samsonov um to play that one is not only just a smart heads-up play but also i think a play you only make if you're very confident with the puck and you know f- kind of falling into the groove which seems like pastor is doing but you look at the rest of the you know the 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 key players for the Bruins, all of them, you know, showed up and and did what they had to do to win to win this series. Whether that's as you said, McAvoy was fantastic. Um, you know, Bergeron had a, a a game that I think we're not surprised of at this point, right, in terms of a clinching game. But he was he was tremendous in Game Five. But I think probably the most encouraging thing is you know we we look at this top six and you know it's almost expected at this point that they're going to play well and they're going to get their points as expected, but I think when you look at how some other guys can kind of build off this series, you know, I mean, whether that's Jake DeBrus, you know, scoring a couple of goals and getting, and getting going, whether it be that fourth line who played a really strong game, those last two games, especially kind of matching the Capitals physicality Um, smaller defensemen, you know, I think going into this series, people were terrified of how guys like Mike Riley and Matt Krizzik would fare against this big physical Capitals team. And they held their own, uh and, you know and played to their strengths and avoided kind of getting uh knocked around by the Capitals four checkers. Uh look at Connor Clifton, who I think probably behind McAvoy was maybe their most impactful defenseman. I mean he was he was unreal. I mean I think he had less than thirty percent of his face offs in the offensive zone and the Bruins outscored the Capitals three nothing when he was on the ice. That's he's crazy, sort of like the
0: it. he's he's like the Sean Crowley of the back end where uh, he's not always – like, Sean Crowley only scores big goals. Connor Clifton only plays amazing in, like, big games, in the playoffs. Right. Like Connor Clifton yeah. is at his complete best when it's just playoff hockey.
1: Right. And for him, too, it wasn't like he was even – you know, he had a lot of D-zone stats, but it wasn't like he was matched up against, you know, the the Lazeller line or something. Like He was up against, like, Ovechkin and the, the, the Capitals' big guns. And for the Bruins not only to have so many guys, you know, pull on the rope and contribute offensively, but also – really limit the capitals on the other end of the ice. I mean, we were expecting this series, what, a lot of, you know, six, five games or, or what have you. Other than uh Wilson's goal in game one, I think that was the only even strength goal from a top six guy. The like Ovechkin got a lot of, had, I think, full points in five games, but I think almost all of them were on the power play. So, uh, you know, I mean, Backstrom was a ghost. Kuznetsov looks like a guy who, had COVID twice, and looks like I, I can I see. I, I can see now why uh, Washington wants to get rid of Kuznetsov because what a stupid penalty he had, What a stupid play to um, negate that goal for them. Um, you know, I think Oshie definitely was fighting something. So, it, you put it all together, and it seemed like it was a kind of a perfect storm that one of the Bruins were able to take advantage of. Because again, it was five games, but they really weren't. You know, after the, after you get past those first couple overtimes, those games really weren't close ever since overtime of game three.
0: And the Capitals came into this series hurt. There were a yes. lot of guys who had nagging injuries. The Bruins, on the other hand, weren't their most healthy. So really is, and it goes to show also, and I, and I tweeted this uh, since the trade deadline, I almost look at the season in two parts. The first part was pre-trade deadline where they just kind of were very mediocre. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how, that's why they were a three seed in the East. But since the trade deadline, first of all, they were the best team in the Eastern division almost by far. And then you add on top of that, in the NHL, they had the second, they were tied for the most wins in that time with the Golden Knights. So, again, as people know, when it comes to the playoffs, it's all about the hottest teams. The hottest teams typically do the best. The Bruins are maybe the hottest team in the NHL, aside from the Golden Knights and the Avalanche. You're right there. Like, you are right there. And that reflected itself. And the Capitals weren't hot. And I think that it, it just, and that's why this layoff, as we remember from the 2019 cup final, you get a little worried that, you know, things might get off, but also it gives you time to get a little healthy, take a little rest, watch the rest of, uh, watch the rest of the playoffs or the rest of the first round. Cause there's still time with that next who they play. So obviously it's either the Islanders or the Penguins. That series is not going five games. (laughs) That's going well past it. Uh, it's currently tied two, two as we record this on Monday. Uh, game five is Monday night, right? So that may, oh, I can't believe what happened. Oh my God. Did you see, did you see that play? God, holy crap. That was crazy. Whoa. Um, but I'm glad, by the way, I'm side note, really glad we're recording this. I was so, I was rooting for the Bruins to win Sunday. So then we record Monday. It wasn't like. Yeah. I was like, if we had to do that, I would have been dreading it, dreading it. So thank God that that we actually have a somewhat more relevant uh, podcast and stuff to to actually talk about. But Penguins Islanders, uh, the big question now is who would you rather play? Would you rather play Pittsburgh or would you rather play the Islanders?
1: Uh, I mean, it's kind of a tough call. I mean, they're both kind of very different teams. You know, obviously, I think we're both going to do probably deeper dives as the week goes on. I think, you know, leading off, I think the Bruins should win either series, I think, even though both teams kind of present a different kind of matchup to the Bruins. Um, For as much as I think a lot of people want to play Pittsburgh, because I think they're so terrified of how the Islanders played them through the first uh, couple of games – I think you have to look back at how they were post deadline and they matched up pretty well against the Islanders, you know, during, during that stretch. I think you look at Pittsburgh. Yes. Is Tristan Jari a, a fantastic goaltender? No, but I think if you look at Pittsburgh where, especially they're getting healthy and guys like Malkin are coming back uh, you know, their power plays rounding back into form. Um, I think they present, uh, a tougher matchup if they're playing to their, to their level. As opposed, I think, you know, the Islanders are going to be maybe a tougher I think the Islanders are an automatic, like, six game series, just the way they play, and how much they pack it in, and they have a better, uh, tandem and net. But I think, uh, the Penguins, if they're playing, you know, to their level, they're a team that can frustrate you, that can beat you through cycling the puck. Obviously, you, you know, the, the guys they have down the middle, but, uh, you know, they also play a very aggressive one three one, uh, where they, you know, frustrate frustrate the hell out of you and all of a sudden Crosby's setting up Gensel for a one timer, you know, in your own zone. Like they can they can kind of switch the momentum very quickly there. Um and and they also have they kinda of like the capitals a little bit in that, you know, they probably have a, a a stronger structure, but also have a very good fourth line that maybe isn't as dynamic as guys like Dowd and Hathaway, but you know, guys like, uh, you know, Tanev, uh, Aston Reese are all very, very good shutdown fourth liners that could probably give your team some fits as well. So, um, again, both very different teams. Like you could make the argument that maybe the Bruins are better suited for Pittsburgh because of just the fact that it would be less of a, a size physical battle and more of just, you know, solving that one three one and dealing with their speed and and accounting for their big guns. But, I think, uh, I think if you want to look at who the Bruins would rather play, I think the, the Islanders have kind of a, a lower ceiling in terms of, you know, you know what you're going to get from them. Uh, they're going to grind it out, but I think you have more firepower than them, uh, in terms of just, again, they can do what they can to lock down maybe the Bergeron online, but you've got the Krejci line, you've got other groups that are playing very well. So, um, uh, Again, I think both those series are going to at least six games, but I would probably rather play the Islanders at this point. But I could very much flip-flop on this decision by the time I do the official predictions because they're both so different.
0: So I was going to say, like, I'm a little conflicted because on the one hand, you have the Islanders who you had a tougher time against during the regular season. They're very structured, as you said. You know what you're going to get. They're a tough team to play against. But what I just said about the Bruins being super hot, the Islanders were not. Since the no. deadline, even after they got Zajac and Palmieri, who did borderline nothing for them, 7-8-3, and three, including playoffs. So, not great. That's not a hot team. That's a team that's on the downtrend. That's not a stock you invest in. That's not a stock you invest in. Or maybe it is, actually. Maybe you do invest when it's low. You gotta buy, the buy the dip, dip. Evan. Buy the dip. Never mind. Buy the dip. Don't listen to me. Buy the dip. But on the other hand, you have the Penguins, who are hot uh, and have the potential to be really, really good. But they also have the potential to be really, really bad. Jeff, can Jeff Carter score a million goals forever? You know, can Mike Matheson and Cody Cece hold up, uh, as they've sort of done all season, uh, forever? Probably not, but probably also. So, and the other thing is in net, you got Tristan Jari, who, uh, is not amazing, not great. And you look at this series with the Capitals and aside, you know, take away the first two games with Craig Anderson, the Bruins capitalized on mistakes by Simpsonov, like the Bruins, you could make an argument the Bruins maybe won this series based on exposing that matchup. You know, you have the Craig Smith overtime goal with Sam Sonoff uh, in that was game three. Uh, so it that in game serious. three. Uh, you also have uh, Bergeron's uh, first goal in game five, that just beats him clean. And he had these little plays where, you know, is that going to, it is a better chance of those going in against Jari than there is of Sorokin and, and Varlamov. Um, and it's probably going to be Sorokin. So, I'm conflicted because there's such different teams and there's different advantages with both. There's different disadvantages with both. Uh, mm-hmm. and there's, and again, like I think the East is so close in talent. Um, uh, but I, I, I agree with you. I think the Bruins should win either series. I'm not, I'm not saying a number. I'll say, uh, the Islanders, we'll say, uh, Bruins and four. That's what you say. Bruins and four. There you I mean, go. You remember, Just
1: go bold now.
0: You gotta go bold. I remember my first podcast series prediction was, with the Hurricanes in 2019 in the conference final. And I remember thinking, oh, this is going seven. This is, you know, the the Hurricanes are a good young team and they're interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to go seven because I had a Hurricanes writer on who like basically convinced me over the episode that the Hurricanes are actually kind of good. So I was young and dumb. And I was like, well, maybe he's got a point. I'll say Bruins in seven. Mm -hmm. Bruins obviously won that series in four and it was never that close. But yes, I think it's going to be interesting whoever they play. Um, And I'll say this because we mentioned this also. Full capacity crowds, full capacity crowds. If that, if, if a garden is not, uh, if people aren't screaming for 60 minutes straight, literally just yell for 60, do Don't yell at nothing. You could be a, a blues fan coming in. You could be a, a coyotes fan. If you're not just yelling for 60 straight minutes, what the hell are you even doing?
1: It's going to be, it's going to be wild. I mean, for considering just how jarring it was you know i was looking back at video from like january that i recorded up in the press box where it was just like a regular play you know game action and it was so like the the artificial noise they pumped in was so like dystopian and bizarre that uh to i'm I'm sure i'll probably loop that with what we're gonna hear once uh whoever they play whether it's game one or, or game three uh is going to be quite the uh quite the departure from what it was just a few months ago, which is uh I mean great to see. Um I think Bruins fans one should be excited just to be back in the building. You know, even if you're drinking fourteen dollar, you know, Rebel IPAs or whatever the hell they serve now. Uh I think it's still gonna be a great time. Weather's great. It's gonna be a good summer. And again I think this Bruins team has the personnel and the means to go on a pretty legitimate run here so it's it's going to be a great time whenever uh whenever we find out when they're going to be playing next on Causeway Street
0: this feels like it could be
1: could be their
0: year feels there's like giving off those vibes a little bit not gonna dive right into that yet let's see, we'll who's, that
1: let's see let's see who's uh let's see who gets out of these other divisions first because there's some yeah there's some uh there's some bad guys out uh, hey if it's winnipeg and uh you know, you if get... it's if it's like winnipeg and like uh the predators and uh, if the yeah. predators somehow go on a crazy run and get out of the uh, the central and uh the wild go on a run in the wet then then we can talk about it but if like all three if like one of Vegas and Colorado and one of Tampa gets out, then you have to look at it and be like, mm. this is going to be a little tough. Not counting them out. like they, they, They're they better equipped than years past to match up against I think, some of those teams that either are more skilled or a team like Tampa that has given them problems in the past. But that's obviously a debate for another day. But it would help them quite a bit if a few of those uh, those juggernauts out in the, the Central and the West uh, don't make it out of their division.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. Maybe a mulligan for 2019.
1: Yes. Uh, but, but yes, anyways, excited for, for the full crowds. And again,
0: I think this is a situation where the ticket prices are probably going to be pretty high. I don't know them yet. They're probably going to be pretty high. It's worth it. It's worth it. You've been inside for all these months. You haven't been paying for sporting events. Go all out for this. Go to one game. Go all out for this. I know we're not like with the team or anything. I don't care. But like, I, I want to see this place packed. You know, if you're a diehard fan, you've been saving money for all these months. Buy buy the tickets. Buy the tickets. I know it's annoying and it's, and and that comes from a place of where we, you don't have to. So I guess that's a good thing for us. And it sounds like I have no idea what I'm talking about. But if I, if I was just a college kid and I didn't even have much money, I would be going to these games or one at least because it's going to be loud. It's going to be fun and it better be crazy. But it's going to be great. Anyways, it could be full of, uh, it could be full of Penguins fans. And it's still like, I just want to be in a full crowd. Give me, give me, give me craziness. Um, At any rate though, uh, Connor, before I let you go, is there anything that you would like to plug?
1: Yeah, we're going to be obviously uh, getting some leftover thoughts on this uh, Bruins Capital Series. And then in the days ahead, whether it's the Islanders or the Penguins, we're going to be breaking down that series as well, leading into uh, the second round. So all that stuff will be over at BSJ. So subscribe there, bostonsportsgeneral.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93.
0: Go do all that. For CNNS Media, I'm Evan Maronofsky. You Brewers Beat listeners have an amazing rest of your week.